Hey, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Frantic Thoughts Podcast. This is episode 103. What is the Frantic Thoughts Podcast? It's a video game and entertainment show where I rant and rave about things that I love and share it with you every other week, every other Friday. Here we are sitting down, chit-chatting about just random stuff. So I want to start off this week with a little topic of the week, which I haven't done in quite some time. So with the advent of next generation consoles coming out, I had this very interesting thought. So in the 90s, early 2000s, and before, of course, there was this little place, or there were these little places, called movie rental stores. So Blockbuster, Hollywood Video, a local one we had was Movie Gallery. I love these places. They were so good uh, back in the day. And uh, you go in there, you can rent games. You can even rent game consoles. So this generation, during the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, I guess Switch-ish era of video game consoles, we have had an upswing in digital purchases and uh, digital experiences uh, where you can buy full games online and people have kind of been more switching to that model over picking up physical copies. I know there's some physical copy diehards out there. Um, I'm coming. I'm kind of in the middle. If I can find a good deal on a digital game, I will pick it up there. But I know a lot of people are like, I gotta have my physical copy, which I completely understand. People have collections, they want to keep up their collections, right? So, my thought was, since the PlayStation 5 has a digital-only edition and a physical-only edition, and so far, as of this recording, the Xbox Series X only has a physical version, but who knows, maybe down the line they'll have a digital-only version. We, we don't know if that's going to happen. If it does, that'd be pretty interesting. Um... I think that there should be a blockbuster for digital games or movie rental or a video game rental place for digital games because back in the day it was so nice. Um, there was also a local place called Hastings. It's more like a southern uh, area. I guess it's more in like a Texas because I've basically grew up in Texas. I mean, my very young youth, I was in Washington State. But my teenage years and the years where I could actually uh, be more cognitive, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, of my surroundings and uh, know what to do and have my own money, uh, be able to have my own money. Um, I had a place called Hastings. I would go in there, I would browse, and then I would rent video games. You know, it was like seven bucks for like four or five days, something like that. And then I can sit down and play through an entire video game in a weekend plus a couple of days after school go back take the game back rent another game for seven or eight bucks do the same thing and it was a good time and i did this with blockbuster as well there was a blockbuster it was a little bit further for me to get to but by the time i drove it didn't really matter and by by the time i drove these places actually started to being phased out you know this actual rental system has kind of slowly started to being phased out during this time period but it was such a nice time because for me I was a kid, I was a teen, and I didn't have a lot of money. So I could actually play a lot of the newer games that were coming out at the time and not have to pay an arm and a leg to do this. I think since there is digital rights management, digital rights ownership, 
they should have rental services like the movies do on digital platforms. So if you go into like an Amazon digital service, you can find movies on there. You can rent them for four or five bucks for like a day or two. And then they just take the digital right management or the digital rights away from you after those days are over with. So say I go in there and I want to watch, I don't know, The Quiet Man. Well, that's a video game, isn't it? What I was thinking. I was thinking The Invisible Man, not The Quiet Man. So I want to watch The Invisible Man. I can go in there and rent it for four bucks for two days or whatever it is. Uh, HD, 4K, whatever I want to rent it on, watch it, um, and then after I'm done watching it and the license for the 24 hours, 48 hours I rented for, they take it away from me and I can't access it anymore. Take this idea, this concept, and then extrapolate it to a video game. So say The Last of Us 2 just came out, right? I've been playing it, we'll talk about that later, but say I didn't have the 60 bucks to drop on Last of Us 2, or I didn't really know if I wanted to play it. A good example would be this SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom remake that just came out. This seems like a game that I kind of want to go back and just mess around with, but I do not want to pay 30, 40 bucks, whatever it is, to play this game. So say I go into the digital store, and there's an option in there to rent it for 12 bucks, 15 bucks, something like that, and you get it for a week. It's 15 bucks, you get to get, get to have a game for a week, that's a pretty good deal in my mind because if it's a 10 hour game, you could sit there and beat that in a week. Um, I mean, I don't know what the price would be for this thing. That's just me spitballing a, a random price, you know, a random number here. But the idea that there is a library there of all these new games that come out and you need to rent the game, experience the game, and then get out or rent the game. If it's a big game like Assassin's Creed, Origins or Odyssey where they're like 60, 70, 80 hours experience, you're probably not going to be able to play that game in a week. But say I pay $15 to play this game for a week, and then when that entire week's over with, they give me a little discount, like $30 to buy the game fully out on the digital platform of choice, say it's Xbox, PlayStation, whatever, PC even, and I end up getting the game for $45 or $50 instead of $60 because I tried it out and enjoyed it. Um, and then you get that word of mouth too. It's like, hey, I've rented this game and it was really cool. And I ended up buying it because I liked it so much. And then you can tell your friends and that gets more people to try it and rent it for a lower barrier of entry. And I think that's uh, one of the biggest strong selling points for video games and getting more user bases a really good thing. So these free-to-play games like Fortnite, Apex Legends, you know, uh, whatever any of these games, uh, Call of Duty Warzone, which is the free-to-play battle royale version of the game, gets the people in there. gets a lot of people in there because it's like, hey, it's free. I just got to download it. Why not? And then they get hooked, and then they buy in-game purchases inside of these games. So if you lower that 60 I don't know if the prices are going to go up for next-gen consoles. It might be $70 video game to like a $15 entry point, and then you get like a short time to try it out and play through it or play a significant portion of the game or hey i got a chance to play only five or six hours within this week but hey they give me a small discount it's a win-win for both sides of the situation both sides of the scenario so the publisher gets more pe more people's opinions and more eyes on the game they and more people get to try it out and then on the other side the people get a small discount for just trying it out and uh purchasing the game on the other side I don't know. What do you guys think about this idea? This is just one of those things that kind of popped into my head. And I'm like, why isn't this not a thing? Because we can do this with movies right now. A lot of times, like, I 
don't really like to go and torrent video uh, videos, movies, TV shows if I can help it. So if I there's an easy way to purchase a show I, or a movie, I'll go in there and I'll buy it because I feel better that way. I know it, it, torrenting is almost too easy. It's almost too easy to, you know, do all the shady things and hide your IP and all that stuff. It's almost too easy to do, to do it. And I don't like doing that. I like to support people and support creators if there's a show or something like our movie that I really appreciate and like. And I don't download games anymore. I used to when I was in college. kind of regret doing that because I like to support things that I enjoy. And the thing is, is I don't want to go in and play a game or buy a game that I'm ultimately not going to like. So getting the opportunity to jump into a game for a lower price barrier of entry and then seeing if I like it or not and then saying, okay, I'll buy this, you know, or you know what? That was fun. I enjoyed my time with it. I don't have to go back to this, but the studio still gets that little chunk of change in the place in Sony or uh, Microsoft gets a little chunk of change or Steam Valve. They get a little chunk of change for me jumping in and trying it out for five days a week, whatever the time frame is. So what do you guys think about this idea? Blockbuster for digital games. Is it good? Is it a good idea? Or am I just crazy? If there's any ideas you have, let me know in the comments. Let's have a conversation about this because this thing has just been rattling around in my brain. It's like, if there's a digital version of the console, why can't I just rent digital games? Pretty interesting. So now that we're wrapped up with the topic here, I kind of want to talk about what craziness has happened this week because, of course, last episode I told you I got hit by a car, which was crazy. And I'm fine. I'm still fine. My left foot is still a little sore, has still some muscle pain from that specifically. Had some bruises. I had a big ass purple bruise on my left shoulder blade for like three or four days. That's pretty much gone at this point. And then, literally, Three days after this happened, I woke up one morning and my entire left side jaw was just completely swollen. Yeah, yeah, it was swollen. And I was like, uh, <laughs> so I went to the bathroom. I looked in the mirror and my face was swollen. It wasn't like super noticeable to me. It was because of the pain. My upper left molar had completely been like inflamed over the night, over nighttime. And the thing is, guys, I never have had very good dental insurance ever uh, for years and years. I've always had some form of it with the last few jobs I had, but they don't really cover too much and everything would still cost an arm and a leg for me. And it's hard for me to justify like a four or $500 like thing just to get a root canal just a 400 500 expense i'm not really expecting um that's usually how much it would cost with the different insurances i had and um yeah so i'm looking around at my mouth i'm trying to see if i can just like make the pain go away i take advil all this yada yada go to work i'm in pain my head's throbbing and uh, the next, I have a day off the next day. So I'm just like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to call. I'm going to try to make an appointment for a dentist. 
So I ended up making it for the next day off. I had to work another day with a horrible, like, painful tooth. So I go into the dentist's office that next day, and they take x-rays of my, mouth, of my mouth, and they tell me that, yeah, you're going to have to get the rest of that tooth taken out because I have terrible teeth, like I said. This entire molar had a cavity in it. I'm not going to be too graphic here. I know some people don't like talking about dental stuff. I understand. Let's just say I had a cavity, and I had a piece of molar fall out because the cavity got so bad and I couldn't afford to get a root canal. And I was like, well, it's okay, the tooth's gone, right? And it wasn't, of course, the root was still there. So I had to get that basically taken out. And um, I had to get on codeine for like five days, not drink any alcohol for, I think it was eight days, almost seven or eight days, and not eat spicy food, which I love not uh, use a straw which i do all the time because i get stuff from like coffees and all random stuff like that and it was a very big inconvenience but hey they did it the same day that i went and got the the thing they inspected it and they're like you know what we can take this tooth out right now and it'll be over with come back for an exam we can look at the rest of your mouth later on so i'll go do that too and just to see if what else they say and what the prices will be for all the other crap that's wrong with my mouth because I'm not going to lie, I haven't took it, take care of my teeth ever in my entire life. I brush them, I floss them, but um, I'm not going to say I have very good uh, diet. I eat candy, not a lot, but you know, I eat like terrible things that are going to rot my teeth. I eat lots of potato chips and shit, you know, so my teeth aren't great. Uh, yeah, so I had to deal with that this week or, you know basically the end the tail end of last week starting the week before but yeah it was pretty terrible so yeah basically i got hit by a car had a messed up foot a bunch of bruises and then i had to deal with dental problems all within like a five day span which was great anyway it should be okay i'm fine uh, you know, I still didn't miss any days of work. It wasn't to the point where I had to call in any of these days, you know, just some discomfort, some nausea from the pills here and there, and yada, yada, yada. But generally, I'm okay. Besides that, I've been playing some video games. So, well, not many variety of video games, but we'll talk about that now. <laughs> video games. That's why you're here, not to hear about my dental problems. So, a couple weeks ago, I had finished The Death Stranding, which you guys know that I really loved. Fantastic game. And then, I kind of hit a point where I didn't know what to play anymore, because I was kind of playing some Control. I played a little bit of... What is that game with Ron Perlman? I gotta look it up. Ron Perlman game. Ron Perlman game. What is it called? West of Dead, that came on Game Pass recently, and dude, that game was pretty fun. It's kind of like a roguelike game, and you play, it has a really nice art art style. It's kind of like black, deep blacks and reds, and it's kind of like a comic booky, uh, isometric, uh, western setting video game. You play as basically like a Knight Rider-esque character. You have a 
flaming skull head and you die and then you go to hell and you come back and you have to try to get through this area and the voice of the flaming skull guy is ron perlman and he has like little quips and little things he says which is really awesome he has a really good voice of course and that game is pretty cool it's just basically um limited uh ammo limited situations where you have to get through these rooms and try not to die and survive and if you're good as hell you probably can do better than i did over the five or six hours i played this uh, maybe not five or six i would say maybe five hours at the most but um yeah it, it was really fun i played that for one of the afternoons i had where I just had some free time and i was like man i just need to pop into something this came out and i had a really cool time playing it like i love the art style i love the music but honestly, these all these games I'm talking about right here, these little ones, are me waiting for The Last of Us Part Two to come out because I've been waiting for years for this game. Um, but yeah, I played that. I uh, played some Call of Duty. I, sometimes I pop in there if there's some new updates that make me interested. They added um, this game mode. Uh, I don't know if they added a game mode, but it's like a... It's like Kill Confirm where you get dog tags, but you can like get multiple dog tags if you kill people so if you kill a guy you get dog tags and then if you kill multiple guys you can collect more and more dog tags and then if someone kills you and you have more than one dog tag maybe like six or seven they explode everywhere and they can pick them up and then if you have a bunch you can dock them at different uh control points on the map and i was playing that for a while and i thought it was pretty fun and i was kicking ass i was like hell yeah this is so fun trying out different weapons and stuff they added a map from an old Call of Duty game called Scrapyard, and I didn't like it. I was like, this sucks. This just kind of ruins this map for me. It did not uh, translate well for the new game. They do that a lot with Call of Duty. They take old nostalgic maps, and then they kind of say, oh, here's this new coat of paint. This is the Modern Warfare coat of paint from this old Modern Warfare 2 game, which is Modern Warfare 2, the original series, not this rebooted one, you know, eight years later or whatever. The, the series is... They recycle maps a lot, and that's fine. They have old, the old maps have good map design. I don't mind if they have an old map in there if they add a new map as well, which they did, which is like a trenches map, which is the one I actually focus on playing the most. And I had a good time playing that, just kind of killing a few hours, a few nights here and there, playing that. And I played a lot of uh, Call of Duty World War II because that was free last month on PlayStation Plus. And they had Gun Game. I was kicking ass on Gun Game. That's my favorite game mode on shooters. Period. I just love gun game and basically you just uh I've, I've talked about it a lot a lot of times i'm sure but basically you kill somebody you get a better gun and then you go through all the branches of guns and uh you kick ass and i always kick ass i'm really good at that game mode i don't know what it is about that specific game mode i think it's because it's very simple there's no kill streaks there's no aerial strikes there's nothing crazy going on in the map it's just me with a bunch of guns just aiming and shooting people in the face which is what is all about when you talk about video games you just want to shoot people in the face it's not about storylines it's about killing people not really no 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 no, no. of course not of course not of course not but yeah those games are just silly stupid fun for me i enjoy them quite a bit and they're good stop gaps um i am still playing minecraft on and off i well honestly if you talk to me about what i've been playing i'm always working on a minecraft map no matter what right so i've been working on this map and I'm trying to make okay so this might be a little hard to explain so there is this um 
automated uh, mob farm I've been trying to make. It took me forever to get all this material and um, basically been building up for quite some time all this material to build this giant like smooth stone mob trap in the sky and <laughs> I don't know I probably put like 20 hours like off and on over the past few months just trying to build this one thing because I don't play like a lot at a time I'll play like two or three hours I'm like okay today I'm just gonna sit here I'm gonna mine okay and then I like another day I was like okay today I'm gonna sit here I'm gonna plan <laughs> so I've been working on this thing so basically what you do is you build these pads and then there is this automatic trigger system that has these water flows that come out every so often. You can build like a redstone clock, which is basically like a circuit that has a time frame that every, I think it's like 20 something seconds, it will activate the water and then deactivate the water in like really rapid succession. So basically what it ends up doing are these dark pads in the middle of the sky where the bad guys will spawn because they spawn in dark light, right? So all these mobs will spawn and then the water will activate, push all these mobs off and they will all get funneled into one area. And then I can just sit there and punch them with my fist because they have drop damage. So they all get drop damage to half a heart. So I can just sit there. I punch them doosh, 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 over and over again and get a bunch of experience points and then all of their drops. So skeletons, they drop uh, like bones and I think they occasionally drop bone arrows and then we got uh, zombies that drops rotten flesh and then we got like a uh, skeleton or uh, uh, spiders that drop string and spider eyes for potion brewing stuff like that and then all this gets collected in the chest down below and you can make a sorter if you want I didn't make a sorter I'm like yeah just go through the chest but that's been pretty fun I've been building that it's been taking me forever because I decided, hey, I want to do a smooth stone where you have to smelt the item twice. You have to take a stone and you burn it in a furnace and then you burn it again in a furnace and then you get smooth stone. So it's a double process. So I have to make sure I have enough coal to do that. It's a long process. But I've been enjoying making this, this crazy, ridiculous mob farm. And then I'm like, okay, this is killing time. And I've been doing it for months, just like an hour here two hours here 25 minutes here 30 minutes there just slowly but surely working on this thing and that's the cool thing about that game is it's just always very entertaining to me and it always gets me in a zen mode um it's gotten me to the point where i've been watching minecraft like let's players like hermitcraft let's players which is like a server with a bunch of popular minecraft let's players they all have a server together and they do a series that's multiplayer and they get together and do different things I've been watching that like so often lately and I've just been super into Minecraft like I think almost ever since we did the quick save club episode like six seven months ago I've been kind of playing it here and there um, kind of getting that itch uh, it's one of my favorite games I honestly if someone tells ask me what my favorite game of all time is mostly my standard answer is Minecraft nowadays I used to say Super Mario World but I think this game is one of those ones where I always find something to do I'm always entertained and it's always puts me in a good mood and I'm always, you know, using it to chill out with. Throw on a podcast, throw on some music, throw on a TV show in the background, pop on some Minecraft and just chill and just zone out. It's such a good time. So, yeah, I've been doing that. Obviously, I'm, I mean, if you know me, it's obvious that I'm still playing Minecraft. <laughs> but, yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing until Last of Us 2 came out. And then that game came out. And whew, so far, I'm loving it. 
We're going to talk a little bit about that game. No spoilers. Don't worry. You don't got to click off the podcast. I will make sure not to talk about spoilers, but let's chat about Last of Us 2 for a little bit. seven years seven whole years we waited for the sequel let's say maybe five since it's been announced right five years since it's been announced and it's been a long wait they've delayed the game multiple times there was moments where they said hey this game is delayed inevitably and then they ended up only delaying it for like a week <laughs> excuse me and so we have the last of us 2 it's finally out i popped the game in downloaded the download disc took about an hour and i jumped in and man this game is blowing me away so far i'm about uh, 10 hours in 11 hours ish give or take so i'm not even halfway through the game people are saying it's upwards of 30 hours long um itching to go play some more after i finish this recording honestly but the way they are doing the characters the way they have the graphics the graphics are stunning the environment or detail is the best I've ever seen in any video game, hands down. I've said this before with other games, but I feel like it just keeps improving. And Naughty Dog knows their shit, man. They make some of the best looking video games of all time. And I think every single time they have to one-up themselves, right? Uncharted 4 looks so good, so you're expecting a lot from The Last of Us 2 from that studio that said hey look at uncharted 4 this game's a beautiful masterpiece isn't it and then you go over and you buy last of us part 2 you pop it in and it's just so gorgeous they do such a good job with the scenery they have foliage that's deep and dense and then like when you walk through it it moves and it's so pretty and ugly at the same time because it's an apocalyptic looking wasteland and the zombies look even more creepy and you feel more immersed because the lighting is so good and the sound design is so perfect i'm wearing headphones the whole time the headphones i'm wearing that right now honestly i'm wearing these 3d headphones like it has surround sound all that shit so i can hear everything around me has such good environmental storytelling when it comes to the sound design and the environmental detail and the lighting which i've already said all those things i think but i'm just immersed I popped into this game, and every single second I've been playing it so far, I am just captivated. The storyline is so good, the voice acting is so awesome, the facial capture is so much better than I've seen any other Naughty Dog game, and it's some of the best looking facial capture I've seen in a video game ever. The storyline so far has shocked me, I've stared at the screen just stunned multiple times already, I'm not even halfway through the game. There's been so many awesome, wonderful moments where I've cried and been moved. And there's so many moments that I've had jump scares and been scared and on the edge of my seat already. So this game is going to be up there with some of my favorite PlayStation 4 and some of this gen's favorite games. It might end up on my favorite game of all time list, you know. Who knows? Which I don't actually have a list, but you know what I mean. It's going to end up there high high up there I, I can already feel it i know this game is going to pay off and be awesome and i know a lot of people are hating it online and they're downloading it whatever i i still have no absolutely like no clue where they're getting this from so far with the game 
maybe something stupid happens at the end. Ronald McDonald comes out and you have to fight him as a giant zombie. I don't know. I really don't know. I haven't seen the end of the game and I'm sure that doesn't happen. But yeah, I'm loving Last of Us 2. It's it's living up to my expectations so far. So man, I don't know what people are driving at when they have to try to put petitions out like The Last Jedi. Like, hey, we got to fix the storyline or whatever. I don't understand so far. But yeah, you'll hear more from me from about this game, 100%, but I'm loving The Last of Us Part 2 so far. Such a good game. So yeah, the past couple of weeks have been kind of busy for me. I haven't had a lot of time for any other external media. I've played like this and that on video games. Mostly just been busy doing my normal work and stuff. But I did watch a few things. I did get through some things. And uh, let's talk about... First, I've been watching this show on Hulu called Dave. Which is a show about the rapper. Well, he's a legitimate rapper. He's a comedy rapper named Little Dicky. That's his name, or Lil Dicky, however you want to say. Whatever the parlance of the time is, it's either a little or a little. There's a little, uh, what's it called? Apostrophe L apostrophe apostrophe no L I apostrophe L. Why am I saying it like that? Apostrophe. Anyway, Lil Dicky, he is a white guy doing raps and all that stuff, and it's kind of a story about him becoming popular on the inter- internet. And it's kind of played up for jokes. And you know it's a lot of it's fiction. But this show is hilarious, dude. I was laughing my ass off at this. And just the way he uh, delivers the episodes and the way they're written. It's just very well done. He's this awkward guy. Kind of... St- I wouldn't say stupid. He's not stupid, but he's kind of like... Uh, man, I can't really describe this show that well. It's a comedy. He's kind of like a goofball. Yeah, that's a good word. He's a goofball. Uh, I relate to him very well. Big poofy hair, goofy-ass jokes and puns and shit. That's me. Um, But he can rap. I can't rap. And uh, it's talking about him being this awkward white guy trying to become a big rapper. And there's some super funny episodes in there. Really good jokes. Lots of good situational humor. And I recommend the show. I think I've only watched like six or six episodes. I think it's I'm almost done with the season. I don't think it's very long. But honestly, this show is just made me laugh some of the hardest I've laughed at a show in quite some time. So I highly recommend that so far. It's been good times. And another one that's also kind of under the same umbrella because Dave is an FX show. And this show's an FX show as well. It's uh, What We Do in the Shadows. If you guys haven't seen the show, they're both on Hulu, by the way. The FX shows, they like debut them on FX, and then the next day they go up on Hulu. So you can actually kind of keep up with stuff if you have Hulu. And um, basically, they're vampires. They've been alive for hundreds of years. And they're in modern day. And hijinks ensue. And the hijinks are very good and hilarious. There's a movie that came out. A few years ago that uh, this show was actually based off. It's called What We Do in the Shadows. I think I said that already. But yes. So basically they're vampires. Just crazy shit happens. And the show is just hilarious. And I highly recommend that as well. Dave. What We Do in the Shadows. Definitely check them out. 
I've been enjoying them highly, highly, highly. Um, I'm still working through Better Call Saul. Uh, we've been watching that together, Sierra and I, my fiance. And that show just keeps on impressing me. I think I only have like one or two more episodes left of the season. Do not spoil it for me, please. I'm so into it. The acting on that show is just superior. It's some of the best acting I've seen in any show ever. Um, it's kind of topping Breaking Bad for me, which is a high mark and a high statement to say, like, that's really hard for me to do or for them, uh, <laughs> for people to do. Like, of course, it's the same creators, but I feel like he's really topping the acting and the attention and just the kind of cerebral drama that um, they had with Breaking Bad. You know, you really get into the story, you get really deep into the characters and you care for all the characters and they're not always good people and they always tend to not do the right thing or they do the right thing maybe there's always that gray area and i've been enjoying this show a lot and last thing i want to recommend which we just wrapped up the other night is she-ra and the princesses of light i don't know it's a she-ra show on netflix i'm not sure what the subtitle is it's a brand new She-Ra show. It's been out for like two or three years so far. And they just finished their last season recently. They they released it maybe a month or two ago. We just sat down last week. We're like, hey, we're going to get through this. We watched the 10 episodes, I think, or 13, whatever it is, and finished up the series. And this show really impressed me, guys. Like, for a show that's a spinoff of an old 80s classic, they kind of modernized it in some of the best ways. Um... We have She-Ra and her friends, and there's LGBTQ things in there. There's a lot of different things, like, in the storyline that doesn't feel out of place. They really do a good job of hammering home this really awesome adventure with She-Ra, trying to become, you know, with, with the chick Adora, finding the She-Ra sword and becoming She-Ra, and coming to terms with who she is, saving the universe, making friends, and uh, ultimately it's all about love and hope, and it's beautiful, the animation is very great, like they really do a really great job with the animation in the show, and the writing's on par, on point, on par, and I love the acting, and I just think the show is really well done, um, it's only three seasons long, it's a pretty quick watch, um, I honestly would put it up there almost with like an avatar level, that's kind of hard to say, I'll say that first. Avatar is like way up there. It's so good. It's like almost a perfect show for me, uh, animated wise. But this has that same uh, big epic feel to it, like Avatar does. I think Avatar does tell maybe a more awesome and epic climactic story than this does. But this does have a big and awesome story. There are a few filler episodes in the second season that make the show drag a little bit here and there. I'm not going to say it's completely perfect. That's why I'm not rating it as high as Avatar. And Avatar had its filler episodes, but I feel like it added to the characters even more than this show does. But the way they build up the characters, the way they build up the storyline over the three seasons, and then wrap it up with this epic like 10-episode arc that has this really great storyline and really well done and really well paced to this really epic and climactic finale, which just really satisfied me and Sierra as well. We just loved it to death. 
I think this show is well worth watching, even if you don't have kids. I think this is one of those animated shows that kind of transcends, like, age groups or whatever. Like, I know some animated shows, I, I would probably recommend it, some animated shows, you're like, yeah, that's a kitty. This, this has some elements to that, but the way they actually play out the storyline and the characters and the world building and everything like that, I think this is a show for everybody. And I highly recommend it. I honestly think they should do, like, a sequel series or, like, a movie spinoff of this show later on down the line. I really hope they do because I just absolutely loved it. All the voice actors, all the characters, everything about this show just was awesome. And, yeah. Check it out. It's uh, She-Ra. She's... What, what, what is it called? We're going to look it up. I want to make give you the actual title here. She-Ra. Netflix. It's called She-Ra and the Princess Princesses of Power, which plays into the storyline. Very, very, very good. Um, check it out. Uh, most people have Netflix. That's where it's at. Um, animated by DreamWorks? Oh, I should look that up, too. I'm going to look that up. I'm right here. We're right here. We're together. Uh, I'm going to click on it. It's right there animated by see it started in 2018 so it's only a couple of, couple of years old uh... okay we'll do this animation studio i know this is a very entertaining show here dreamworks i was right so dreamworks animation they do a lot of cool stuff on netflix they have like a partnership deal anyway check it out i highly recommend it and yeah that's the stuff i've been watching Listening to Frantic Thoughts episode 103. I'm hoping you guys have been enjoying this 45-ish minute format with the little uh, intermissions and the little segments. I think the show's been very successful, and I think it's been going very good for me personally for the workflow creating the show. And I've been getting really good feedback for it. So let me know if you've been enjoying this format where I kind of, you know, break it down. Don't go too in depth. Sometimes I ramble a little. That's part of my shtick here, you know. My name is Frantic. The show is called Frantic Thoughts, so it's gotta, it's gotta be a little high energy. It's gotta be a little, you know what I mean? It's gotta, has to have a little bit of that craziness to it, <laughs> that little bit of franticness to it, or else it's, it doesn't work. But besides that, I feel like I've been more focused. I feel like the show's been going really good so far. Just let me know what you guys think. Um, but yeah, if you don't know where else to find me. You're crazy because it's easy. You just go to Twitter. It's at twitter.com slash frantic society. That's frantic, S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. I've been posting lots of shit posts over there recently about our crappy president. So that's been pretty fun. I'm just joking. And honestly, I did put that little Black Lives Matter thing at the last episode. I didn't really hear any comments about that. I was kind of worried that was a little too preachy. I, did, I feel like it came off maybe a little too preachy because I'm just a white guy talking about Black Lives Matter. I really do have the best intentions when I bring stuff like that up. And I try not to be too political on this show. It's supposed to be more for fun. But the state of the world has been ridiculous with, you know, coronavirus this past few months. And then Black Lives Matter movement happened. And then coronavirus spiking some more. And then our president doing crazy shit. So occasionally I might 
slip some of that stuff in there just because it's on my mind. And I appreciate you guys giving me the patience to do that because I know a lot of people don't want to hear that when it's a fun podcast about whatever. But honestly, this shit's on my mind a lot. So if it slips into the podcast, just forgive me. And we'll talk about some other silly shit besides that, like, you know, She-Ra. Freaking cartoon. We could talk about cartoons and video games all day, for all I care. But, you know, the state of the world's been really crazy in 2020, so I just wanted to say something. And I don't know if it came out genuine, but I really didn't mean it to be genuine, and I really didn't mean it. You know, Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. I really mean it, you know. It's, it's, it's all about love, you know. It's all about caring for one another, being compassionate and all that jazz. I try to be the, the hype man of any anybody I meet. I try to build people up. And hopefully this show does that. And, you know, that's all this that's all this show is. This is me talking about whatever is on my mind. So, you know, I'm not going to apologize for, you know, saying some political statements here and there. We all know that Donald Trump sucks. He's a horrible guy. I mean, if you support him, good on you, I guess. I don't understand it. I never will understand it. But he's a shitty guy. We all know this, right? So if stuff like that slips in like that just did, I apologize. But that's just me, man. Like, I try to be as genuine as possible. I try to put myself out there as much as possible. And I'm kind of tired of trying to hold back too much of my, you know, angstiness. Because I do have that part of, my, part of myself, even though I'm mostly a positive guy. So occasionally, you'll see me say something um, off the cuff. But honestly, I, uh, I'm just a guy. I'm just a dude. And uh, I love very particular things. And I love sharing them with you. That's why I do this show. And this is just like a really long rambly tangent. So let's go ahead and wrap up the plugs, right? I think that's a good idea. Let's do that. Uh, love you guys. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got the Quick Save Club, PC Game of the Month show, Flayed Antichamber all the way through. I didn't talk about it in the podcast because I want to save that juicy morsel for the actual podcast so check that out and play it i highly recommend it um it's like portal without the humor i know that sounds like it's taking a lot away from it but it has a lot of that logic puzzleness to it and i think it's super fun really obscure you got to mess around and just kind of figure it out with that game and i really enjoyed pulling apart that weird and crazy looking world and figuring that out Definitely going to be talking more about that on the podcast coming up. But we did do a PC Gamer breakdown show, which should be live audio version soon. But it's on the Quick Save Club YouTube channel. Just uh, look it up on YouTube. You can find it. Uh, a couple hours, we broke down the PC Gamer show. As part of the CC Summer of Games, which I've been on all of those, we broke down the EA Plays. We did the PlayStation 5s. We did... I think that's all we've done so far. But during the EA Play one, we broke down even more stuff. But going forward in the summer, we're going to be breaking down a ton of just summer of game stuff. Uh, Playboys. Playboys. And uh, Crash 4 got revealed. So I want to talk about that. Man, dude, I'm excited for Crash 4. That was cool. I'm going to talk about that for a minute. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I almost fell. Did you hear that? I almost fell right there. Oh, my God. I almost fell out of my chair. My chair is horrible lately. I need a new chair. Anyway, Crash 4 got revealed. I got so excited, I almost fell out of my chair that Crash 4 got revealed. Dude, that's so ridiculous. Did you see that trailer? They made that art style so awesome. 
I love the original Crash series. Uh, Crash 1 is not the best. I think it's really charming. I just said I loved it, but I do appreciate that game. But Crash 2 has that perfect balance of challenge and character and gimmicks. And it's so fun. It's so challenging. It's very entertaining. It's one of my favorite platformers, like 3D platformers of all time. It's so good. Crash 3 is very good as well. It doesn't live up to 2 for me, but I think it's because it has too much gimmicks in it. It's too many gimmicky levels. They have the motorcycle. They have like the panda levels or what are they like China? Like your Coco and your China, you're riding a tiger. Those levels are pretty fun. I actually like those levels. I don't know why I'm complain complaining about them, but they have a lot of, uh, oh, the scuba ones. Those ones were too slow and not fun for me. And, you know, too much gimmicks in that game. But Crash 4 looks like a continuation of 3 without the gimmickiness. They have some power-ups that you can have. Like you can reverse gravity. You can slow down time. It looks super cool. They uh, made the art style almost more Pixar-like. They just improved it tenfold. This is the same engine, it looks like, as the Insane Trilogy. Extrapolated to a brand new game. And they're calling it Crash 4, continuing the storyline. And that is a crazy year for me, guys. Like, dude. We got Tony Hawk 1 and 2 coming out. We got Crash 4 coming out. We have Last of Us 2, which I'm playing already. Ghost of Tsushima. Cyberpunk's coming out at the end of the year. We got the PlayStation 5. We got Spider-Man Miles Morales. This year is just made for games that I'm super into. And you guys are going to hear more on this podcast about it as the year goes on. And I'm just so stoked to talk about all that shit. I wish there was more movies coming out, honestly. Movies have been kind of shutting down, which kind of sucks. Missing movie theaters. I know I, I wouldn't go to a movie theater right now. I'm just missing new movies coming out all the time. I miss Marvel movies. I'm missing like just random action movies like Fast uh, Fast 9 would have already came out. I would have been talking about Fast 9 and talking about family and cars and shit, but it didn't come out yet because of COVID. You know how it is this year. This year has been freaking crazy. Anyway, that was a huge tangent. We're gonna wrap up for sure this time. I'm also on the Cartridge Club Hangouts, and then I'm hosting the Yoshi's Island Cartridge Club Prime Game of the Month next month. Uh, this month is Gears of War. Uh, portable CC Portable is winding down. They're actually stopping, and they're doing um, Portable Mania, where you can pick whatever portable game you want and play it, talk about it. And uh, I'm going to miss that show. I really enjoyed listening to that show. It was nice and concise, and Curtis always did a great job. So I'm going to miss that. But yeah, I talked a lot. Uh, check out all the shit I'm on. I think my favorite word this episode, my favorite cuss this episode was definitely shit. I've been saying shit a lot. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man, I'm terrible at wrapping up the shows lately. But let's just get uh, get this done. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the tunes that whatever I cho choose to put at the end of the show. I love yo, 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 yo. Whoa, what was that? I love you. Man, that was an awkward. Uh, this is all awkward right here. I love you so much for listening. Thank you for stopping by. Hope to catch you on the next episode. Um, peace. Yeah, peace and butt grease. <laughs> See you guys later.